This is Detroit Talk City. Welcome to Detroit Talk City, the refuge for KISS Army deserters, defectors, and draft dodgers. I am your host, Scott Malone. With me, as always, is Mr. Chris DeKerk. <laughs> Sorry. Rock a great start. <laughs> Chris DeKerk. Uh, Scott, how are you? Sorry, buddy. <laughs> that's, that's okay. This is, you know, with the album we're covering this week, yeah. it's going to be a crazy, crazy night getting all this done today. Exactly, but we'll just have to... Like a thief in the night, we're just going to have to turn on the night mm-hmm. before we get to that crazy, crazy night. Before bang, we... bang, you. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, before we get started, I'll just throw out our social media. See, I remembered this time. Uh, we're, you can find us on Twitter at Detroit Talk City. Uh, email us at DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook group, which has been getting lots of action recently, actually. And uh, check out our website, DetroitTalkCity.com. Com. Yes, um, as we already alluded to, we're going to be discussing Kiss, a version of Kiss. Yeah, and... it, it, it is. I'll give it one thing. It is Kiss. Yes, it is. It is as 80s Kiss as 80s Kiss can be. We're going to be discussing the album Crazy Nights in excruciating detail. Believe me, you. But uh, before we do that, uh, we'll play a little bit of catch up. Um, this, we are having a kind of a quick turnaround uh, in terms of us recording. We were just got together on uh, New Year's Eve to record mm-hmm. our now infamous Peter Chris. <laughs> uh, I feel episode. like I need to make a public statement to the podcast, to you, yeah, and to the do. people who listen. I will never apologize <laughs> for my love of Peter Chris. Uh-huh. And if you have a problem with it, I'll fight you in the alley. Fight you in the alley. I've already had multiple people refer... Well, people are starting to refer to you as Peter Chris Cook. I don't really mind it. I got a uh, I got a text last night from a friend of the show, John Bonjay, uh, saying uh, just he said how much he enjoyed the episode. And he just, just referred to you as Peter Chris Cook in it. <laughs> this is new. This is just going to be a new normal, yeah. I think. There's going to be people who just call me Peter Chris Cook. Yeah. And I... Uh, I crashed them all with my friend uh, Britt yesterday, and uh, she was asking me about it because apparently her dad is now referring to you as Peter Chris Cook, and she was like, "So who came up with that?" And it's just like, "Was that him?" And it's like, "No, no, it was me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It all it all just happened so naturally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it, it's easier than there's no Eric Carr Chris Cook. I can't no. do that. No, that's actually why I fucked up your name at the top of the show, because I was considering just calling you Peter Chris Cook. That's why it's Christopher Cook. Because I, like, I was thinking Chris to Chris. Yeah, that totally tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you, my friend? Oh, doing just fine. You know, we're here. It's it's 2019 officially. You know, you've got those, um, you know, the, 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 the possibilities of a new year are mm-hmm. upon us. Um are you a guy that like sets like resolutions or anything like no, that? No, I used to do some, but I mm-hmm. find I find it's just it's it's more of no, I don't. That's the simplest simplest <laughs> answer. I mean, yeah, the the truth is if you're actually going to like stick to something that you want to to do, you know, you don't wait for like mm-hmm. the next it's you spe- know, especially marker. You just you just do it. Especially like who we are, we kind of just 
Christmas and New Year's are kind of a big thing just in terms of like kind of going crazy, enjoying yeah. food, family, drinking Drink. more. It's so much harder to set a resolution after you've been on a two-week binge. It's it's too true, man. Yeah. Too true. Yeah. Like I won't I won't mention what I what I got up to on New Year's because it's definitely uh not safe for work, but uh I definitely needed that uh I needed a day. <laughs> I needed a day in bed to uh to recover. Um and that's mm-hmm. all I will say about that. Uh well I have this will bring us on to kiss a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. It also has to do with uh, with you and your love of wrestling. So it was mm. Mean Gene. Mm. What what was his name that passed away? Mean Gene. Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, legendary uh, interviewer and broadcaster going back through the seventies. Mm. Big part of my my childhood. Yeah. So know? when I first saw the headline, Mean Gene dead. At what seven oh. age it was I for until I clicked it and registered who it was for some reason I thought it was like the Gene Simmons because it wouldn't surprise me that it's like somebody would call like that's a nickname he has well that that sounds like a like a New York Post or I guess around here like an Edmonton Sun kind of headline yeah. like Mean Gene you know? yeah so like <laughs> and I will I will be honest I didn't have a like it wasn't like sadness I felt right away it was just a Oh, right. Just uh, more than anything that like we just say negative shit about him all the time. And it would have been a little sad. Yeah. I mean, over this last year, you know, I even though in, in a lot of ways I have grown to to despise him more than I ever did. But then I actually do have like a bit of a soft spot for him, too, but just because he's so ridiculous, you mm-hmm. know, and as we've we've I think we've established over this last year, you know, every single member is ridiculous in their own way. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be sad for any of them to go. I think the only deceased member of the band is Eric Carr, mm-hmm. which sucks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a sad day when those guys go. And let's be real, you know, like we've seen it over the last couple of years, you know, like that era of musician and celebrity and, you know, actor, whatever, mm-hmm. like they're all going away, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. And they treated their bodies rough, yeah. a lot of them, yeah. and so a lot of them, and that's why so many of them are dying from medications and using medications. Right. When, when I mean, when Tom Petty died uh, in, in 2017, you know, like, it broke my heart, like, like really, but, you know, finding out that it was, like, due to, like, opioids that he had been prescribed, mm-hmm. I don't know, it really, really stung even more, actually, because mm-hmm. it's just, like, what a waste. Yeah. What a waste. But... um I don't know. Gene's never like drank or done drugs in his yeah, entire life, so. which was would have made it even more surprising. He did. He has had a lot of condiments on video shoots. That like, can eat enough mustard. That's gonna cut your life short. I think. Yeah, when you're just like not only eating that mustard, but just like spraying it all over your face and <laughs> just let it just like drip down your chin. I, ugh. Just let that. Just let that marinate. Let that mustard marinate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get in the wig. Get in the way. Um, how's how's your health? Any uh, any health scares uh, since no, uh, since, since last since time? last episode? My cut on my hand is healing up, but you could probably see it. Oh yeah, it's healing up mostly. Isn't uh, that sweet? My back feels all right. I haven't hurt myself further, and I I do things where I could hurt myself quite often. I I go on a lot of walks. I work out a lot. I do things in my garage. I'm not very handy, but I try to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look at that hand. Of course, you're not going to be very 
<clears throat> handy. Great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to make sure that's why, you know, you do a little throat clear. Like, just, I want, I really want everyone to just, like, notice this. Okay? Yeah. I wanted yeah. to sit I, in it, and I feel like we spent an adequate amount of time on it. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely uh, adequate. Uh, how is your health? Since I'm not the only person in this on this podcast who is... Other than, um, as I say, like shenanigans on New Year's, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's all self-inflicted. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll make it. Well, I today is a weird day for this podcast because I'm now genuinely looking forward to talking about this album to get it out of our lives. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky in a sense that, like, yeah, it'll get out of your life. I know it's not going to be out of my life, but I'll I'll touch on that when we uh, when we come back. Uh, so um, I think we're good for. Yeah, I think we should take a quick break and then get into crazy nights. Okay, let's do it. Louder! You want some more? And we're back. And we're back. Oh, boy. Well, what we did on our break was watch the music video for, what's the song called? Reason to Live? Reason to Live. Yeah. Reason to Live. Uh, you don't have to do, you have, don't have to go watch that. I don't think that's four minutes you can really get back from your life. Yeah, I know. I've, I think I've watched that video like four times now. <laughs> Just because, well, whatever, we'll get into it. Um, so, uh, as I alluded to before the break, uh, we're going to be talking about Kiss's 14th studio album, which is crazy. That amount. It just, and this is 1987. 1987. Already their 14th studio album. That is an insane amount of mm-hmm. albums. Like, I think, you know, I always, I always bring up the comparison to Aerosmith just because, I don't know, same era and their band that I love. But honestly, I think Aerosmith has close to, like, 14 total studio albums. Like that doesn't include like live albums and compilations, mm-hmm. but it's something around there. So I don't know. Kiss was really churning out the crap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it the just... amount of the amount of records they put out in the '70s is pretty incredible too. But volume, baby, volume. Yes, I've always said quantity over quality. Oh, with Kiss, that's a rule. That's the Kiss pledge. Mm-hmm. Other than album length, because they're pretty good about that. Yeah, wait until we do Hot in the Shade, though, oh. which is like their final album from the 80s. It's the one that comes after Crazy Nights, actually. And for some reason, it's like an hour long. Oh, my God. And it's like not dynamic. Like, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, I know. What? Sorry, man. All right, let's yeah. start. Don't worry. We'll be that one's down the line. Um, yeah, can we just start off? Let's start off right at the top of this album. Yeah, sure. Crazy, let's... Crazy Nights. I'm going to read you. This is the one I want to read my notes right as you start playing it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Here we go. (laughs) Why are we doing this show? (laughs) And this is for a little bit later, but the key change made me want to kill myself. Oh, man. There must have been a lot of times on this album where you wanted to kill yourself, man. Because there's a lot of key changes going on. And it's just like, I like a good key change, but I don't like it when you lean into it 100%. Um, yeah, you mean, you mean like a key change like this? Uh, Would that be the sort of thing that you're talking about? Yeah. Um, We've talked about this before too, but this, and it's this 
sound that they developed in the eighties with their with the new guitarists that they had. Yeah, that I it doesn't seem and like I'm no like no Kiss fiend. I should I'm not the one saying yeah. what Kiss should sound like, but to me it just it is not the same band. Like well, it's, no, I mean think about. Yeah, I mean, even though it was a solo album for Peter Chris, but think about how different this sounds comparatively. Less than a decade later, right? Yeah. Um, I should note while we're um, while we're talking about uh, the song "Crazy Crazy Nights," um, somehow it became the biggest hit they ever had in the UK. This one? Yeah, the song "Crazy Crazy Nights" charted at number four. Jesus Christ! Because it it that it made it up in like the '60s in the states, didn't it? It was, but it was the 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 single itself. Yeah, it yeah. Did, like it didn't. Yeah, get, it, it was didn't, not. It was not remarkable. It didn't uh, crack at, the top at, thirty or anything. No, although the album itself was their biggest um, charting uh, hit of the eighties, made it to number eighteen on the uh, Billboard Hot One Hundred. It was the sweetest of the garbage. <laughs> I know, and there's a lot of it. Oh, and just before we get off of Crazy Crazy Nights, there's just a little, just a fun little uh, Paulism <laughs> that I that I that I don't want to miss. And here we go. Yeah. Because that's who I am. <laughs> that's all. Nobody's going to change me because that's who I am. So every style that they chase throughout their careers, that's nobody's telling them to do that. No, no. It's and, just and, who they no, are. And that's, and that's a theme on this album, too, you know, of like nobody telling you how you're going to live your life and how mm-hmm. you're going to sound. There's one in particular, um, which... It's mind-boggling that this exists, but of course I'm talking about my way. Oh, I, I, I have another. My notes for this yeah, one yeah, is. Yeah, give, give the notes. What the fuck is going on? I can visualize every dumb dance and hand motion Paul would be doing in the video for this. Like I, I imagine him just like sashaying about, like just like almost like as if he like, you know, like like in like gymnastics when they have like 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 when they're twirling like a yeah. A rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah, that's that's how I imagine him, like, a, like in like full like aerobics gear or something yeah. like that. Because, I, because I'm never gonna. I said respect for doing it his way, I guess. Um, I have like a theory on this song. Well, it's not a theory, but like to me, when I when I hear that. Is it just me or like to me? It just sounds like the, this should be like a gay anthem or something like that. Like it's so just flamboyant and just like I'm never gonna run. I'm never gonna tell myself mm-hmm. a lie. And it's just like so just like, like flouncy and all over the place. If Lady you know? Gaga did that, a cover of that, right? That would be it. It would totally fit. Like I, I don't know. Like which coming from this, like misogynistic, homophobic. <laughs> band yeah it's just it's why so strange. It, it's so insane like of course like they're gonna explain it away where it's like no you know you just you, you stick to being yourself and kiss and you know you you know you rise together but i don't know but just like with those those synths like it's yeah. like like it is barely rock music um, um so the song i want to talk about is no 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 okay or do you want to do something first? I still had a little more for oh, my way. Okay. Just Just because ne- we never even heard the chorus, and it's just... Of course. Paul is just insane at, at the end here. Here we go. Oh, 
right? Walk like I walk, talk like I talk. I just wanted that one because that is just crazy. Yeah. God damn. It. I mean, it fits in on a crazy, crazy night. His voice, his voice can do it. I mean, it's 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 impressive, but it's like, why would you do yeah. that? Like, the, a, like the song. Okay, so you want to talk about no, no, no? Um, please do. Okay. Because, yeah, it's um, it's problematic for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, that's and that's just that's like the beginning of it. So. It's fitting that this is the first Gene song on the album. Is a song called "No No No." I do. You, do you know what it was originally titled? Oh, I f- I f- forget, but it was something horrible, right? Assume the position, right? And the it was later titled "Down on All Fours," right? Yeah. The um the message behind it is uh, yeah. Well, it's basically saying, like, oh, you're saying no means no? Yeah. Well, fuck that. I'm and saying no to your no. I <laughs> like, also I found a quote. I didn't want to use it for, for my quote. Yeah. But it's Bruce Kulik's favorite song because, and this oh, is a yeah. quote, it's the fastest, ferocious thing, and it features me a lot. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, and it was performed. It was only ever performed live during their Crazy Nights tour. Most of the songs were actually. I think the only song. Oh, my way didn't stay in the rotation. Shocking, I know. <laughs> like that, people aren't clamoring to hear. Like this, when like, they put the when they put the when they put the face paint back on. Yeah, they didn't like strut back on stage like triumphantly and just like launch into my way. <laughs> no, I don't think that happened. Oh, that's um, such a no, so not, disappointing. No, now that we're talking about the live stuff, I guess we might as well mention. Yeah, um, the only song that did survive the Crazy Nights tour was, in fact, the song Crazy Crazy Nights, which, um, oh, yeah, going back to the, you know, the popularity of it in the UK, apparently it was requested so much that they brought it back for the uh, Sonic Boom tour in 2010. People are strange. <laughs> wow. I know. Like, I, 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 I just, like, we've gotten so many requests. I just need this to happen. Yeah. Uh, so another one, another one on just this murderer's row of insanity is, um, I don't know, maybe the most, it's up there with the most dramatic Paul's ever sounded. And that would be, I'll fight hell to hold you. Yeah. Like, this is like, this is so over the top and dramatic. Like, it, like to me, it sounds like a guy that's like on the edge of like a nervous breakdown or something like that. Like, um, so at first, it's kind of like, okay, this this somewhat rocks, I guess. Yeah. There's like, but then. But then listen to this. It's insane. Like I feel like he's got like tears streaming down his face or something like that when I when I picture it. Like I don't I don't like how does this make it like past like any anyone with any form of judgment? I just I just yeah. don't. It's, it's so it's mind-boggling. It's clunky and that little like that little bridge is so clunky. It's uh, it's genuinely weird, yeah. right? Like just then you know, I think they're just trying they're borrowing a lot of stuff from metal for bits of the song. Like the 
like beyond Paul's lyrics and Paul singing in it because there's there's some double bass in there I think right um maybe I don't, I don't and, know. in any case I don't but know. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not putting it back on <laughs> no but there's like there's there's driving bits that are kind of like and this is very small amounts but like t- kind of metal but that's right. Which is only in appearance. It's like a vision of a ghost. Right. So it's it's interesting that you would say metal because I think excuse me, there's a um a pretty marked difference between this and say like Animalize or even Asylum. Mm-hmm. We haven't done Asylum yet, but that was the album that uh, preceded this. Um because I, f- I find this is like their like attempt to be like Bon Jovi or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like like this is this is pop metal. Whereas like if you squint hard enough, like Animal Eyes is closer to heavy metal, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, when you listen to something Well, let's like... just go to number three. Right. Now, Cause... what on earth would they be talking about with a title like this? Bang Bang You? I mean, it's clever, right? Who knows? But this is the sequel to Love Gun. Oh, right. Because he directly says, like, I'll, I'll shoot you down with my, my love, love gun, gun, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot because yeah, it goes crazy, crazy nights. I'll fight hell to hold you, and then bang, bang you. Like that is a lot of yeah. Paul to like start off. And I, in my notes, I called, said this is the uh, the intro into the pro- problematic section of the album. <laughs> right, because this yeah. is just I like, I hate this pre-chorus a lot. Like just one, two. Oh. Crazy, <laughs> crazy nights. That's number three. I know, and yeah, and shit just gets crazier from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we want to talk like problematic, like I just God, which which one to pick? When your walls come down. This is maybe the most obnoxious song um, that we've ever covered. Like I hate it so much. I mean, starting it off that way is oh, the first oh. lyric of the song. Wait for it. Like all the initial lyrics Yo, drive me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. You know you want it too. <laughs> okay, so then this pre chorus drives me nuts. Like it's just insane. I, I don't get it. Um, like so. So during that pre-chorus, who is the the clown, the asshole, who's like you know they're doing those obnoxious gang vocals, but then in between each each one doing that, like. Like, yeah, Paul, we're going to need you to do that on each one. That, that's a part of the song. That's not just like you'll do that once. No, that's a, that's that's like a lyric or something. Yeah. That's a, that's a part of the music for this. I don't know. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one might that might be the uh, the worst the worst song we've ever covered. I don't know. It's up there. Yeah, I, I, I did say the song is like the least offensive one so far. Fuck it's, no. No, but like in inter- <laughs> No fucking way. Uh, and that's why I'm reading that now and going, what was I thinking? 
I had lost my mind by this point of the album. Yeah, like that one fits right in with with the no 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 and and uh, and of course uh, this one hell or high water. You know, yet again where it's just all about like you don't want to uh, engage with me, but guess what? You will. <laughs> Come hell or high water. Yeah. All I said was this album is getting harder and harder to keep listening to. Like, yeah. this is just... So, yeah, whatever. Um, so, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, a, a personal story regarding this album. And it was a big impetus for why I was... Um, I don't know if excited is the word, but I was looking forward to doing this album because... Unlike lots of other albums where I'm maybe vaguely familiar with them, maybe know the hits, I know this album really, really well. And you might think, like, Scott, if you think it's so horrible, why would you know every song intimately? That's what everybody's wondering. Well, um, if going back to our very first episode when we covered uh, 1992's Revenge, I mentioned that um, friend whom I work with, who will be a guest on the show very soon, uh, had been playing Revenge incessantly for months. Well, guess what? This past November, uh, we were working nights, and um, that meant that he had just control of the stereo. And every single night in November and most of December of this year, I had to listen to Crazy Nights two to three times a night. If you can imagine. Can you imagine that? I can't. What I can't imagine is after the fourth or fifth night, just be like, hey, why don't we just listen to it once tonight? And then after this, the 10th or 11th night, be like, hey, I think we've heard enough of this, of this album. Yeah. The only way to explain it is that it, it was like, it was like the Simpsons, like, um, rake gag uh-huh. where it goes from like oh that's funny to like this isn't funny anymore to the point where it keeps happening and the absurdity has has boiled to the point where now when it comes on i actually think it's funny like mm-hmm. i don't even like hate it i actually i actually kind of enjoy it because because it's it's like watching the room or something like that mm-hmm. or something horrible where it's like i get that this is objectively terrible mm-hmm. And I've grown to enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, my sweet man. No, I know. Believe me, I'm 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 a sick guy, but um, not I mean not as sick as James, wherever you are. Or well, why don't we go to like the funnest song on the album, "Good Girl Gone Bad." <laughs> I mean, this is weird. Like this is real. I mean, it, it, it's so creepy. Do you have a time code for the awful line? It's it's like the fir- it's uh, it's in it's in the first stanza of, of, of when Gene, Gene starts singing. singing. So yeah, so already like okay, Doctor Gene is in. Like it's time to explain women like to to the audience. But yeah, here we go. This is so fucking weird. What does that mean? I don't know. It's so what? so fucking weird. I just try to like put aside criminality, all that. Just try to understand what that line means. But and, and why is that good? Base like, of a woman, 
hands of a child. I just imagine Gene just like wagging his oh, finger, God. just like, let me ex- let me explain what this girl is. All right, is, this, she's gone bad. Okay? On the tour, this is that song that while he's singing it, he would point to the underage girls he wants to be brought backstage. Well, I mean, one of the times. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's what's so weird about that that um that face of a woman hands of a child is like the way he like goes up on like the child part like face of a woman hands of a child <laughs> like it's so weird like that's the part it's not even that i'm singing this weird lyric it's that i'm gonna really emphasize the child part yeah i i'm just like i've been flabbergasted for a week trying to understand what why do you want her hands young? What about having like young, inexperienced hands? Like I, I could see the inverse of being like, she looks so young, but she's got experienced hands. I don't know. It's still disgusting. Still creepy. It's still disgusting, but it makes more sense than hands of a child. Hands of a child. Yeah. Like, how is that appealing? It's, it's, I, it's, it's mind boggling. Uh, I, I have, I have no idea. I, it's, it's, it's unexplainable. You just can't do it. Yeah, one of the things I said about this song is that, and for all of Gene's songs, is that I wish Gene at least sounded good on this album. See, it's funny actually because I would say that song is like probably the best he sounds because well, yes. it's like it's like the closest to like classic Gene sounding. I I would agree to that, but it's also not nowhere near how good he sounded in the Pantheon of Kiss. Right, you're talking like when you wish upon a star kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what springs to mind immediately right uh-huh yeah oh boy yeah okay so um i mean we've been barreling through a lot of these there's a really uh important one to talk about and it's uh we we touched on it uh earlier in the episode but it's there's a video for this song it's of course reason to live yeah this is the song that got him the folgers commercial 100 percent. interesting yeah mm-hmm because this song sounds like it could have been done by Wilson Phillips. Yeah. You know? Like, this is pure adult contemporary. Oh, like, yeah, that, this is not that a... is exactly what I wrote on it. On really? It's adult contemporary. Yeah, like, this is not rock music at all. No, but this is like this is like Bon Jovi. Like, Bon Jovi has so many songs like this as well. Right. Um, but you could also... This is also like Brian Adams. This is like any of those adult contemporary on the cusp of rock. Like, what self-respecting rock fan would be, like, caught listening to this? I can't even, like, I don't know. Like, like obviously, there is a market out there for it. But, um, yeah, when this chorus comes in, again, just so dramatic. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I'm trying to think if you wanted to put this song to a, mo- a scene in a movie. The, the scene would have to be like it would have to be like you thought somebody was dead coming home from war like it's this song is so dramatic and the stakes are so high in the sound uh yeah see okay <laughs> I've actually got a pretty funny um well we'll see about that well it's a quote it's a quote from from Paul talking about reason to live um and I don't know what to make of it. I've been like I, I I seriously I've been mystified. I've been trying to understand like what he actually means by it. But here we go. So he called Gene and 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 played 
uh, reason to live or whatever, maybe in the studio. Um, oh, yeah, the quote. I remember calling up Gene and playing it to him down the phone. I played the song to Gene, and obviously the bomb had gone off at the other end. He was speechless. What does that mean? Well, he's, is it is it uh, is it positive or negative? I no, don't know. He it's positive. He dropped a bomb with the song that he played through the phone. Like he dropped a bomb through the phone and it went off. This song went off through this phone and silenced him. It makes total sense, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you have to do it in Paul's voice? That was the problem. Oh, that would make yeah. sense. I remember calling up Gene and playing it to him down the phone. I played the song to Gene, and obviously the bomb had gone off on the other end. He was speechless. (laughs) See? Yeah, that does make it seem a lot more positive. (laughs) The face of positivity. Yeah. um, I remember when I first heard this song, I actually burst out laughing because I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Like, oh what? yeah, I how, how shameless it was. So, in the year or under a year that we've been doing this, yeah, doing this show, you have shown me songs from this album right. as as reminders of how bad things are going to get. And so, as I'm going through this album, listening to songs, I'm like, oh, here's another, here's another one. Oh, oh, and another one, and. Turns out most of the songs you've shown me about how bad it's going to get are from, have, Crazy, Nights. Are from Crazy Nights. Yeah, it really is um, pretty remarkable. Uh, so, <laughs> what the song, what, uh, one of the last two songs we haven't talked about, mm-hmm. uh, Turn On The Night. Ah, My yes. notes for this song are, fuck this album, fuck this show. <laughs> fuck Co- this show! Co-written with Diane Warren, who's from I Don't Want to Miss a Thing fame. Yeah. Yep, as again going back to Aerosmith, it always, even even at the the age when I don't want to miss a thing came out because I was twelve when the, when it came out, it really really bugged me that their biggest hit ever and the, that was most well known was sole credit, uh, sole writing credit was Diane Warren it, mm-hmm. and I really resented I don't want to miss a thing at, at the they, time. Is that like a very uh, that's very much an outlier? in their career right they because they would do mm. some covers right did they have well it's a not a cover people? it's an it's oh, sorry a, it, i but I'm, I'm speaking beyond that they would do on albums they've well okay well, well starting stuff, in right? 1987 is when they started using outside writers but they were always co-writing credits mm. there's only i think three songs in their whole catalog where if it's not a cover there's not a um a band member with a writing mm. credit because they actually followed up I Don't Want to Miss a Thing on their next album, Just Push Play, by far their worst album. And there's a shameless ripoff of I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, also not written by the guys oh, in the band. And it had a video and everything. It's called Fly Away From Here. It's well, it's it's terrible, and it flopped. And I was happy when it uh, flopped. <laughs> so speak of, speaking of co-writing credits, there's quite a few on this album mm, of yeah. non-band members. Band members. Yeah, in, including with uh, Desmond Child. And I actually, again, I came to know Desmond Child. He's one of those co-writers uh, from those 80s Aerosmith albums. His name's all over Permanent Vacation and Pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the... the Turn on the night is just. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, if if I'm gonna choose a song that approaches the best song on the album, it's definitely this one to oh, me. Yeah? Because to me, if it's not from this album and it's just any dumb '80s band, it's just a harmless, fun '80s song. That's 
you know? I would, the, I would agree with that. But the fact that it's on Crazy Nights, you know, skews it. It changes it because it's just like just in this, this shit stew. And it's buried at the bottom of their album, too. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, there is a video for it, but um, it didn't it didn't go anywhere. But then, yeah, like this chorus. Again, just, yeah. It's the least offensive thing on the album. And mm-hmm. just, you know, just this. If it, I wish more of the album was like that, where it was like positive, fun 80s stuff. If you're going to go for this pop, poppy 80s thing, mm-hmm. go all the way. And Yeah, well, yeah, just don't have some left turns into rape rapey shit (laughs) yeah because i don't know let's see one two three uh, yeah half the album like are like terrible messages about like consent Mm -hmm. yeah half the album (laughs) that is a crazy crazy margin (laughs) it should with kiss for a crazy crazy night with kiss those types of songs should be like ballads. There should be two at max. Right. <laughs> I mean, there shouldn't be any, but... <laughs> well, of course. But, 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 there, but yeah, I guess we just, asking, we just have to accept that there will be that. We're doing a podcast about Kiss. We have to accept that that's not ever going to happen. Yeah. There's going to be awful problematic songs on on every album, except for Peter Chris's solo album from 1978. Yeah, you know. You know, maybe you were right. Maybe Peter Chris Cook was right all along. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess there's just, just one, the one, one song. more. We might as well we might as well run the gamut on, uh, on with which uh, the song title is from their song title from the hat. Because right after you turn off the night, turn off the night. Of course you want deep, you want in, deep the in the night. night, and of course it's on the album Crazy Nights with the song Crazy Crazy Nights. Yeah, I will say one thing. Musically, this song is the like the closest to like older kiss yeah. that's exactly what i had written actually is and that um it's the closest to any that something that could have been on animalize or asylum or maybe mm-hmm. even lick it up well it's like a it's sort of like a palate cleanser for the, the album is you just kind of get this older kiss sound to lead you off but it leaves you with nothing that the album was it's yeah <laughs> yeah but other other than saying that it's musically similar to older stuff, it's like there's it's a nothing burger. It's not right. Nothing burger, huh? Yeah. You've been watching Fox News <laughs> every day. Yeah, all day. Big fan, right? Yeah. Well, we don't get into politics a lot in this show, but I'm. But we're we're firmly on the side of Fox News. <laughs> well, yeah, I won't I've... say politically who I'm on the side of, but I I, I work in theater. Obviously, I'm very, very so when conservative you, dude. When you get your news, you want it to be like you know, like a show. You know? I want it. You to want be, it to be not factual. You want it to be like I want it to be like someone. a juice box, not from concentrate. Right, because I don't know how anyone would concentrate on Fox News. It, uh, anyway, uh, um, yeah, I don't think I have too terribly much more about this one. It just, um, boy, oh boy. They went for it on this one. It's, I, it's 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 in an in a catalog full of shameless attempts to capitalize on trends. This is probably the most shameless. Yeah, I like it's more shameless than Animalize. Like, I had a harder time listening to this than any other yeah of the albums, and to like and to listen and try to 
think critically about it because it just like the first time I listened through it, it, I was at the gym and just people like it must have looked like I was having an argument with myself or, some, <laughs> or like an argument with somebody on the phone because I kept like picking up my phone and be like, what? <sighs> what are you doing? You're just getting pissed off. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. Because, you know, normally if you're at the gym, you know, you want to get, like, pumped up, you know, like, you know, get, get like, inspired. And instead, you're just, like, actively crazy, seeing a guy. Crazy, 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 nights. Yeah, you're just instead seeing a guy at his wit's end, but it has nothing to do with, like, pushing himself. He's pushing himself mentally, I guess. He's on the bike just getting mad. <laughs> just, yeah, again, like, does that guy have Tourette's? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, yeah, if anything comes to me again, as I say... These last two months have been j- just nuts. The amount of times I've listened to Crazy Nights, and it was it was fitting that you made me listen to this album the week after I was. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I kind of knew it was going to be punishment for for your. Uh, <laughs> I deserve for, it for your outburst last, last week. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. it f- fuck. I mean, if we're if we're talking about like listening to something like approaching something genuinely good, I'll listen to Peter Chris's solo album. 10 times over before listening to mm-hmm. fucking crazy nights. Yep. Although, as I said, I do kind of enjoy it now. Just... <laughs> Some Stockholm syndrome. Knowing full well that it is absolutely God awful, but again, kind of like it now. Um, so I think that'll, uh, that'll do it for our talk on crazy nights. Yeah. When, um, when, when Jay comes on the show, We'll 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 talk about Crazy Nights again. Yeah, I'm gonna have to talk to him. At, like, I want yeah. to sit you both down and talk about this fun joke that you have. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like there will be like when he comes on the show. Like there will be talk about revenge, animal eyes, and Crazy Nights again. So steal you steal yourself up for for touching back on on all those albums. Oh God. Yeah. Because I consider those. Um, and I consider those, if the there's, if, if, evil. well, no, <laughs> that's, it's good. But if there's a Mount Rushmore of shitty kiss albums that are all distinctly their own thing, those three are, are part of it. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly what the fourth one is. And that's the one we'll be discussing when he comes on the show as a little teaser. <laughs> We're going to be doing lots of fun stuff coming up including by the way i'll tease this why not we're gonna be starting to do a uh, a, a movie review segment but it's not what you think believe me <laughs> it's not anything anyone asked for and people will probably be mystified probably as they're mystified as to why we're doing this and yep for our, our entire show should mystify most people yeah yeah totally i mean like judging by your notes you're questioning the entire in- endeavor oh, and oh uh, man yeah. we had built so much goodwill for me over from the last episode <laughs> don't worry don't worry buddy uh, it's it's over you'll have a you'll have a bit of a break before you need to talk about crazy nights again speaking about goodwill yes what is your kiss army status am i ready to join the war or am i a draft dodger well this one is so tough i'm more like i'm like switzerland and on this one, you know, <laughs> just neutral. Well, just because I, I obviously think it's terrible, but then again, I kind of, I've kind of grown to enjoy it. You know, Stockholm syndrome. I know that's not Switzerland, but you know, it's it's close. <laughs> oh, Sweden was also neutral in the war, so you could say oh, okay, like Sweden. Yeah, okay, yeah. Then yeah, I have Stockholm syndrome yeah. <laughs> right now. That's where I am <laughs> with it. Um, what about you, man? Uh, well, 
after last show, I was in basic training as yes. part of the Peter Chris Brigade. Yes. And this album, I I have deserted basic training and I have left the country. I've changed my name. You're listed MIA. I am on the run. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kn- wish I I do wish I could have the same like I could that I could enjoy it the campy way that you yeah. do but there's no way that I'm going to listen to it the amount of times that is required yeah. for that. Like listen man, I I had to adopt <laughs> that because I would have gone insane it's just... otherwise. Like I had to embrace it. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. Like oh. like it, like it got to the point where it's like okay, well this is life now. So, you know, you better just learn to uh you know, learn to you know, enjoy your captor. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Indeed. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to go to a regular segment right now and uh, get the taste of Crazy Nights out of our mouths, and we are going to go to the Chris Kiss quote. All right. <clears throat> During a photo session, our wardrobe girl have this commando patch lying around with, quote, who dares wins on it. And I said, hey, what a great idea for an album title. Then she brought it over to Paul, who said the same thing. We ended up not using it because it didn't look good in print, and it sounded as if no one would. And it sounded as if no one would. No one would understand it. Eric Carr. Eric Carr. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, did you read what an, what a, what another working title was? Oh no, I, maybe I did. What was it? Condemnation. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Dude, I don't. That's 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 a really nice thing, right in the middle of the AIDS epidemic. Condemnation. Well, I mean, wrap your tool, you know. Condom. Condemnation. Yeah, and yeah, and it was spelled like a condom. Yeah, condemnation. Yeah. Uh, Funny. <laughs> uh, Actually, did you read any any of the um, like un- unused song titles? Uh, no, I had seen them, but I just didn't. Because remember you were, you were talking about the uh, what was it on all fours or whatever the yeah whatever the fuck that was assume um, the position assume the position, um, I'll just read a few of these just because they're just what what the hell, um you know we got scratch and sniff, <laughs> oh what. <laughs> Hunger for love, that one's not dirt, bad. dirty blonde. Um, are you are you always this hot? Dial L for love. Um, I'm just I'm just reading these off of Wikipedia right now. Um, yeah, that scratch and sniff one is pretty wild though. Hey, <laughs> I I wish one of the songs on this album was called Scratch and Sniff. <laughs> totally, that might give it. That might redeem it. Mm-hmm. Redeem it all. Yeah. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah. What are you scratching? What are you sniffing? Yeah. <laughs> Sniff. <laughs> it's like again, just the most the most juvenile shit in the world. Is it like scratching your butt and sniffing yeah. it? Like they might have like where's the song called like smell my finger? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like seriously. It is is that what they think it is when you like using your hand to pleasure a woman you're scratching her i don't know <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah um 
Face of a woman, hands of a child. Hands of a child, indeed. Um, well, thanks for your quote, buddy. Thanks. Um, Can we go on to a nicer segment? Yeah. Um, again, we're heading back to Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> because it is time for the people. Let me get this off my chest. Tribute. This is track 33. How about one more? All right, then. that title out yeah totally <laughs> you rock and roll out light up party every day well maybe it's because you know he's got tired from ranting for the last two minutes about <laughs> how to spend your money <laughs> and i still am unclear about what he wants them to do so it's, if they're not giving enough respect they shouldn't be getting giving them money they've been on record like they're so full of themselves when like they're so proud of themselves for putting on a show and there is something to that mm-hmm. you know like anyone with half a brain cell could probably go to a kiss show and you know enjoy something about it i think that's what it's designed for actually but i think they're alluding to like you know bands in the 90s when they it actively like pushed away from stuff like uh crazy nights where you know huge stage setup mm-hmm. doing kick flips and you know whatever you know, back when it was like, oh, actually, the band on stage looks just like you in the audience, and we're not putting it, like, we're just maybe staring at our shoes, shoegaze or whatever. Yeah. That's the kind of band that, he, that he's talking about. So, basically, it's one or the other. You're either wearing six-inch platform heels and grease paint and breathing fire, or you're just some schlub who looks like he works in a warehouse. There's no in-between. None. hmm Oh, boy. So well, that anyway. was wonderful. Yep. I always enjoy doing that one. Okay, so we're going to be wrapping up soon, but of course, um, and this one, we definitely... Uh, oh, no. Ah, never mind. Sorry, I'm just reading my notes right now. Um, I'm go- going to assign what we're going to be doing. It's the Kiss My Assignment. Um, actually, because I knew that this one was going to be such a such a doozy, um, 
going to do one that I know we're going to enjoy. And we're going to go and we're going to do Kiss's first <clears throat> live album called Alive. Mm-hmm. The one that blasted them off. It's the one that a lot of people consider to be like their greatest achievement. Um, again, I've, I've mentioned it on the show before. It, all the songs were recorded in the studio with, with, with crowd noise added to them. But a lot of people, in fact, probably the majority of people prefer the Alive versions to the uh, original stu- studio mm-hmm. cuts. And we've covered all three of the albums already, that, those being uh, Kiss, uh, Dressed to Kill, and Hotter Than Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be a fun one. We, we, we know all the songs. We That's can, great. Yeah, give you, give you a bit of a break after, <laughs> after, after this one. I appreciate it. So yeah, Kiss Alive. Wonderful. I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I, I should hope so. Okay, and I, I started to talk about it before, but we don't like to be totally negative, and certainly on an episode like this, we want to throw out something positive. So we like to give a recommendation. Chris, you got a recommend? I absolutely week? have a recommend. Uh, what helped me get through this album this week was to go back and listen to 1978's Peter Chris solo. No! <laughs> I have to admit, you got me on uh, that one. The only time to- I'm, I'm, it's serious. I'm saying that last time that joke will happen. I, I'm sorry. You totally got me on that one. That was a straight troll job, and you, you got me. Uh, that's hilarious. I still like it. And that's your right, man. You've got the right to decide. Mm-hmm. You're gonna walk like you walk, talk like you talk your way. So, um, I'll throw out my actual recommendation. <laughs> Mine's my actual recommendation. <laughs> no, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Because I, I did revoke your recommend last week, too. So it's fine, Peter Chris. Um, anyway, mine is um, something that came totally out of left field to me. And this actually just got released yesterday. Um, and it's Guns N' Roses are one of my favorite bands of all time. And Axl Rose is one of my favorite singers of all time. Well, yesterday. He released a solo track of the first studio song he's released in 10 years since the infamous Chinese Democracy came out. Now, what's interesting about this track, it's called Rock the Rock, and it's for Looney Tunes. And it's a cartoon video with him and Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig, like, performing... Like, it's Axel, and they're, like, using, like, the power of rock to, like, shoot up, like, lasers up at, like, a meteor that's coming down to Earth. Uh, anyway, I've, I've got the... I'm just going to play a taste This sounds of it. amazing. Gentlemen, it's time to rock the rock. Turn it up, make it loud, get your guitar ready to scream. The drums and the fires We're a sonic demolition team You gotta rock the rock Hold it all Rock the rock It's so surprising I don't even like, like, It came so out of left field like, Where I'm just like I mean Axel sounds good That is that is genuinely amazing That is great Yeah like it's showing like Yeah the Looney Tunes are yeah, they've all grabbed like instruments and like it shows like Axel like dancing around like Axel again while they're shooting the power of rock up at a meteor trying to destroy it before it hits the earth. 
Anyway. It's fitting that we were talking about Armageddon today, too. Right. Um, so, yeah, Axel, Axel Rose, Rock the Rock. I don't know. I found it delightful. That's, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, that one, I, I don't know. Like, you have to understand, like, back in the day when um, the 17-year the break between Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 and then Chinese Democracy, when it finally came out in 2008, like, me and a group of my close friends, like, we were just salivating, like, like tr- looking for any morsel of news mm-hmm. regarding GNR. Um, like, and in 2006, like, some demo versions of the Chinese Democracy songs got released. And, like, that was, like, those demos, that was, like, the album of the year for me in 2006. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. even a proper released album. Um, so then it's just kind of delightful to just get, you know, just... Axel just releasing a song with the Looney Tunes today. Check it out, people. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so uh, before we get out of here, uh, we'll, we'll just throw out our plugs again. You can find us at Detroit Talk City on Twitter, DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com. Check us out on our Facebook group. Um, we've got a website. It's DetroitTalkCity.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scatman Malone. And I am on Instagram and Twitter at E.L. Chris Cook, L. Chris Cook. And one thing, when I plugged my show last week, I didn't even give the title for it. So if you're in Edmonton from uh, January 15th until f- in t- into sometime in February, my show Sweat is at the Citadel Theater. That is Sweat at the Citadel Theater. I think some tickets maybe start around 30 bucks, but they can, they're pretty expensive other than yeah, that. Yeah, like the Citadel is a fancy place. Like mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. Don't bother if you're a scrub. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm sure they welcome all kinds. As long as you have money, they'll take you. Exactly. Hey, same with us, guys. Send us your money. Anyway, that's going to do it this, uh, this week. For... I mean, we don't offer any way to send us <laughs> just send their money. Just... Send us your money. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've been doing this show for free for a while yeah, now. Yeah, you your know? time is worth more than any money could be listening to this show. This is true. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we appreciate it. We love you. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us at Detroit Talk City. Uh, remember, it don't mean spit to us. That's a Fox and Crocs production. Yep. Play a song. <laughs> <laughs> Just starting out. <laughs> wow! <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we'd be talking yeah, over top of this, over this, over this piece of shit. All right, that's enough. <laughs>